0: He's doing great things. So, so often, you know, we get distracted by other things. You know, we're looking at, at what isn't right or what we don't like. Leave that alone and take some time and rivet your eyes and your attention on what God's doing. The Bible says that he who has begun a good work in you, he's going to continue to perform it right up to the day of Jesus Christ. God has started something in you. Come on now. God's working in you. He's changing you from the inside out. You're not the same cat you used to be. And you should be celebrating that because all of the rest of us are. Okay, right? And you, you you be happy that I'm not who I used to be. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And, and he's, he's working and he's, and he's producing life. And Jesus came you know, and reconnected us with God life and, uh, and all of those old things. If any man be in Christ, old things passed away. All these new things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. Amen? We're at peace with God today because of Jesus. And all things are fresh and new. Amen? Fresh and new. In Matthew 16... Jesus talking to one of his guys and, and Peter, and remember Peter had finally got a revelation. He'd asked him, who, who do you say that I am? And he said, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. And, and Jesus said that you're Peter and on this rock, I'm going to build my church. And he, that rock is revelation knowledge. We're not going to take ton of time this morning to teach that again. But revelation knowledge is how he's building his church. He said, on this rock, I'm going to build my church. And look, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell. Listen to what Jesus literally said. He said, I, I've got a mission. And I, and I expect opposition. But all of hell ain't going to stop what I'm starting. Come on. I, I, I've, I'm launching out here and, and, and realize hell's going to try to stop it, but the gates of hell will not prevail. The gates of Hell. In other words, the, the, the road that I'm carving out, hell's going to put gates up, but they won't stop you. Look at the next verse. He said, "I'm going to give you the keys of a kingdom. I'm giving you the keys, and whatever you bind on Earth is going to be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on Earth is going to be loose in heaven." He said, "I'm going to give you the keys." So when the gates pop up, don't just stand around and talk about the gate. Use the key that opens the gate. Right? So, so the enemy has a tactic, and that ought not surprise us. You know, it, it shouldn't surprise you that opposition, it's, it's hell's only response to what God's doing in your life. Well, I don't like opposition. Well, that's because you're focusing on opposition and forgetting the key. Focus on the key and forget the opposition. See, God life, more life, more life than death, right? Isn't that what John 10, 10 He said, the thief's going to come. He's going to kill, steal, destroy. But I, Jesus said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. Zoe, life. God life, life as God has it more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more health than sickness. It's not the absence of of those other things. It's just that you've got an overwhelming supply of that which can swallow up those other things. Right. So death comes, but life stands back up again. That's resurrection life. Right, uh, you know, you might not feel good today, but trust me, you get in the Word of God and begin to, you know, to take that Word, my son, hearken unto my words, uh, you know, submit to my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, for they are life to those that find them, health and healing to all their flesh. You got the Word of God. It's crazy how fast we're looking for a pill. Take the gospel, Amen, and and start using. We ought to start living like believers. See what's sad is we got we got a lot of people that have got God in their life, but they live just like people who don't. Now you can have God in your life and live like somebody who doesn't. You that's possible. You understand that. I think I think we think. That if we, you know, say a prayer and write our name on a card and attend 1.4 services a month and give him the offering bucket, that that's going to be the difference maker. That's not enough. That's, that's, a, that's kind of a launching spot, I guess, of the journey. But that's not enough. When you get Christ, I'm telling you, you have an insane advantage to win and succeed in every situation in life. And you don't need, you know, there's great people, good people, and I'm not telling you they're not going to heaven. They're going to heaven. They might as well get there. Because on earth they ain't making any difference. And we're not going to be like that. Right? And, but you, you can have God and live just like somebody who doesn't. Right? You know, you can have a lot of horsepower under the hood and, and never press down on the pedal. You can have all kinds of money in the bank, but never use it to pay your bills. You can have everything you own repossessed because you didn't pay for it, but you had the money all the time. That's what it's kind of like to have God and live like you don't. Just ignorant of the power that you possess. Not understanding. Well, I'm trying hard. Well, are you using the keys? Are you using the keys that unlock the gates that let you get down the road that God's carved out for your life? Well, if God carved out the road, wouldn't it be easy? No. You ever read the book? Read about people who hung out with Jesus. Life was not easy. It was just insanely exciting. Right? This action thriller lifestyle, right? This God life, man, this is a good thing. God's got a plan for your life. It's to prosper you, not harm you. To give you hope, to give you future. But hell's got a plan to try to separate you from the future that God's created for you. Well, God will make it happen. No, no, no. You're going to make it happen. You're going to pray like it depends on God and you're going to work like it depends on you. See, I think sometimes we we're we're so. Uh, well, I won't say that, uh. We'll walk on to one spiritual aspect and, and overwork it and, and, and sit back and expect God to do everything. No, it, he is able, you know, he is able to, to do exceedingly abundantly and beyond anything that you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. So you got to you got to engage. Look at your neighbor and say, I need to engage. Let's look at this. First Corinthians three, verse nine. We're going to put it in the Amplified. We are fellow workmen joint promoters labors together with and for God. We are we are fellow workmen joint promoters labors together with and for God. You got to be working with God. Come on, I'm telling you if you can if you can wrap your brain around this, I'm going to give you some keys today. I'm going to give you a, a key. You know, a couple of weeks ago we talked about you know the key of second mile philosophy, not living a lifestyle that's just trying to do the least possible, but but having a mindset that says, nope, I'm going above and beyond, going above and beyond. And that key will will, will catapult you to a totally different lifestyle. The key I'm going to share with you today is going to change the, the, the end result in your life. Okay, God like you want God like results. You've got, you got to do life God's way. You don't get to do life your way. And Isaiah, he said, my thoughts aren't your thoughts. My ways aren't your ways. It's not a put down. It's an invitation up. Right? And, and if you want these results, you've got to do life the way I instruct you to. You've got to live according to the word. Now, that, that, that's not as easy as it sounds, but he also supplies you with the ability to do what he tells you to do. Right. So by his divine grace, he has given unto us everything we need to live a godly life. You know what that means? That means that everything you need to live God life, he prov- he provides. Philippians four says, I have strength for all things. I'm ready for an equal to anything that comes my way through Christ, who's infusing me with an inner strength. Well, that's that, that inner strength is so that you can use it in your outer life. Right. So you're going to go to work with and for God, you're working with God. When's the breakthrough coming? When are you going to start acting like you're breaking through? Well, you don't understand. You know, look, look pick any realm. Okay, divine health. I'm going to walk in health. Well, yeah, but it's not fair because you, you, you know, you, you're not sick. You know how many opportunities we've had to be sick. You know, I'm just going to walk in health. I've had lots of opportunities not to. How about prosperity? Had lots of opportunities to live in poverty, but I ain't going to live there. Why? Because I got a key that unlocks the gate that lets me get down the road where God's called me to go. Right? But I got to work with God. I can't expect God to do all the work. You are God's garden. What a great verse. (laughs) You're God's garden, his field under cultivation, his building. Look at verse 10. According to the grace, the special endowment for my task of God bestowed on me like a skillful architect, a master builder, I laid the foundation and then another built upon it. Uh, Look at this phrase. But let each man now he's talking to us. Let each man be careful how he builds. God's given us. Tools and uh, material, and uh, so that we can build a family, a life, a home. But be careful how you build your life. Be careful how you—he's given you a future, but be careful how you build it. Make sure that you're doing it according to His plan, right? He's the architect. He's drawing up the plan. You you get too far off the plan, and your house is going to fall over, right? Yeah, I'm not a great carpenter kind of guy. I built a doghouse one time. When we were done, we needed a crane to move it. It It's supposed to be a doghouse. We just moved in because it was huge. And uh, (laughs) I tell you what, you you get plans and you follow the instructions and you can build some stuff. Right. You know, it's it's like uh, walking down the aisle, you know, in Safeway, looking at the cake boxes and they got pictures of the end result. Well, if you don't follow the instructions, your end result does not look like that picture. Okay, Uh, so you just got to follow the instructions. God's given us everything we need to produce the life that he's called us to. But we got to be careful how we build. We got to be careful how we build. We got to realize that in order to get a different result, we're probably going to have to use a different method. Different recipe. To get a different result. If I ask the question and and I'm I'm just doing it, you you know, you don't respond. okay? but if I ask the question, how many of you would love to have some new things in your life? Most of us would raise our hand. Yeah, I want new things. Well, then you're going to have to do some new stuff. right. You got to do something new to get something new. Well, I'm just going to live life the way I've always lived it, and I'm going to pray, and God's going to change it. No, you pray like it depends on God, but you're going to work like it depends on you. And together, you're going to produce some new things. Look at Isaiah 43:18. Remember not the former thing. Neither consider the things of old, for God said, I'm doing a new thing. Remember not the former thing. Do not remember the former thing. Remember is an interesting word. Remember. Re is a prefix that means to bring back to the original. Uh, the member is like the pieces of something. The, the, Picture a puzzle and all of these pieces. And there have been times in your life when you've come to God and there's stuff in there that you needed out. And so that piece of the puzzle was taken out. But you keep going back and picking it up and dragging it back and putting it back in the picture. And God's saying, look, don't keep putting back into the present, the past that that you're trying to get away from. You know, we've all made some stupid choices, done some dumb things in the past. You're not going to change that. You cannot alter your past. You can only take your past to the altar. right? But you, but you ought to leave it there. And quit coming back and latching on to it and hauling it back you know, into your present, trying to carry it into your future. God's got a new thing. He's going to do a new thing. He's got a plan, a hope, a future. But you've got to walk away from the past. Now, you've learned some stuff, and you're not going to repeat it, and we ain't doing that again. But, but, but as far as the condemnation and the weight of it, come on, let's go. Amen. Well, I've been hurt. We've all been hurt. And the reality is we've all hurt some others. Well, there comes a point where we got to say, okay, I'm going to try never to do that again. But it's time to move on, and now we're not going to keep putting it back together and hauling it around. No, man, I'm leaving it. Look at verse 19. God is doing a new thing. Now, if God's doing a new thing, you better stop doing the old thing. Because you're doing the old thing, you're missing God because God's doing a new thing. I've got to tell you, one of the things about God is that uh, He is not going to let you get comfortable. Okay? Holy Spirit... Is here to nudge you forward. Hello? He's given you power, strength. He's going to give you wisdom, insight, revelation, understanding. But he's not going to let you. God loves you where you are, but too much to let you stay there. Okay. Okay. You, you know, uh, when, when when we brought the kids home, you know, from from the from the hospital. I remember, you know, Evan, uh, you know, the firstborn, and how exciting that was to go through that process. And, and and Shelby, you know, eighteen hours of labor with Evan, and eighteen hours, dude, I got in two rounds of golf. Uh, just kidding, uh, just kidding. <laughs> oh man. Uh, and and you know and you bring them home and and everybody talking about how cute they are they're kind of weird looking you know you know that newborn baby that's cute okay so uh, you got that thing and it's like there, it's like you suddenly have a built-in home stereo system uh, that you can't find the off button on right and they're just going and, and, and life changes and, and and everybody's so excited and everybody's coming over and they're taking pictures and you know and you and, and, and you know and, and has the, you, you know you got the bottle you you put the bottle in there and the thing kind of calms down a little bit. And, and he's feeding the bottle. But, you know, if you have to part the whiskers to put the bottle in, you've not moved on to the new thing quick enough. OK, there comes a point in time when when stuff that used to be cute is no longer cute. There's some things that in your life that were occurring. See, It's not just the bad stuff. There's some things that were good, but it's still, that's nice. But it's not it's still time to move. Hello? Come on, still time to grow, still time to change. That was wonderful. You know, that that wasn't evil. That was great. Matter of fact, it was breakthrough when it started. But now it's time to move. Right. Well, what the enemy will do if he can't, you know, if he can't get you to, 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 to move away from God, he'll get you to just stay right where you are. And just get you to hang out and miss what God's really trying to do in your life. You don't want to just hang out. You want to grow. Somebody say amen. amen. Right. We, we, we want to be people who are who are moving. Look, look at what it says. He said, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. i to make rivers in the desert. You, you know what that is? A way in the wilderness, a way in the wilderness. You know what that is? That's a way out of your current condition. If you just trust him, and start doing something new, you get a way out. Rivers in the desert. You know what they call that? A resort. What was once dry and filled with death and no light, God said, you know what? If we start doing something new here, I'll cause life to begin to bubble up. You want this new thing. I said you want this new thing that God's wanting to do in your life. So be careful how you build. Be careful with how you use what God's given you recognize that God's at work and he's doing something. You can trust him and it's going to be good, right? God's plan. God's will for your life is good. Acceptable is perfect, right? It's what the Bible says that you're going to prove the good, acceptable, the perfect will of God. God's will for you is good. God's will is the only thing you should accept. God's will is perfect. It's lacking nothing. So don't worry about it. So what am I going to do? You know, I'm going to use a key. There, there's a there's a there's a tactic that the enemy uses, a gate that he puts up in front of us uh, to, that, that gets believers to just stop right in their tracks and to, and to not press into move into the new thing. And and, and today I just real quick, I just want to share with you the key that will unlock that gate. OK, um, and one of the things that God wants you to have and to experience in every realm of your life is momentum. Okay? Forward progress. Momentum's actually measured by the level of force it takes to stop forward progress. It's how you measure momentum. What's it going to take to stop? Now in most believers, not a lot. What's it going to take to stop it? Well, you know, and really that's all the enemy's interested in is what's it going to take to get you to back away, to back off? You know, you, you, you take a stand on healing. You know, the doctor says that, he, you know, that he's giving you a bad report and you say, okay, I'm going to take a, I'm taking a stand and we're, we're going to get in faith and we're going to stand on the word of God. And the Bible says, I'm not going to die, but live and declare the goodness of my King. The Bible says that he, by his stripes, I am healed. The Bible says that he sent his word and healed me. The Bible says that if I will trust him and obey him, that none of these plagues are coming near my dwellings. I'm going to stand on that. I'm going to stand on that word. And, and you launch out and you start doing pretty good. And then you get up one morning and, uh, uh, you you know you, you feel you start checking your feeling stuff and you you know and your feelers are, are operating pretty good and you, you're thinking wow I guess it didn't work it's because you didn't have much momentum right well I'm gonna I'm gonna stand uh, on the word of God uh, regarding provision for my life all my needs shall be supplied by God my God shall supply. All my needs. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Every tongue that rises against me, I'm going to condemn. This is the heritage of the children of the living God, saith the Lord. And you go open you open your mailbox and there's a couple new ones in there. Well, I guess that didn't work. It's because you didn't have much momentum. There's there's a gate. Well, here's the key. You you have to have an unbreakable will. You, You have to have an unbreakable will. A strong will that nothing is going to change what God's called me to do. Nothing. Jesus said, remember we read it, I will build my church. Hell's coming against it. Doesn't matter. I'm going to build my church. I'm not going to be distracted by the gate. I'm going to use the key. I don't care how many gates pop up. I'm going to quit talking about the gates and quit celebrating gates in my life. Some of us get, we almost feel better about telling everybody how bad stuff is. Well, all that is is because we're kind of lazy and we don't want to exert any energy. So we're coming up with excuses on why we're not making forward progress. But you you can't have God life that way. I'm going to show you in the word of God here real quick and and prove to you that your will is vital to producing God life. You got to have a strong will. You know, Isaiah 32 uh, says, my people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwell in a quiet resting place. Do you think that you're going to have a peaceful habitation if you don't have a strong will? It ain't going to happen because something, something's going to come in. The wind's going to blow and there's going to come a storm in life. And if you don't have a strong will, see, the, the sower sowed the seed. The seed was the word of God, right? And, and, and the sower put the seed out there. And what happened? Immediately, the thief come to try to take the seed. That's his job. Is to try to, to, to take from you. Your greatest satanic opposition always comes after your freshest revelation. So God gives you an insight. You begin to apply it to your life. And the enemy is going to check out your momentum. You see what kind of force is going to get to stop you. That's the routine. So you have to have an unbreakable will. You got to dedicate your will to his will. Right? Remember in Matthew six when Jesus was was teaching them the, how to pray. He said, "Pray this way: Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done." And all the way, all the way through the prayer. By the way, there's not one question. Just power statements. And he said, this is, this, is, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get aggressive. I want you to become demanding. I want you to place a demand on God. And, and, and I want you to, to align your will. Thy will be done in my life. Okay? I'm not, i just declare to you today, I'm not accepting anything else in my life except the will of God. Okay? Well, well I don't see it producing. Well, hang around a little bit, sweetheart. Because you're going to find out that at the end, my my final outcome is always better than my current condition. Why? Because that's God's will. God's will is to prosper me. Right? He said, whatsoever you set your hand to is going to prosper. You're going to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming in, blessed going out. You'll be the head, not the tail, above only, not beneath. Well, then that's the will of God for my life. And bless God, I'm going to align my will with his will. And 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 I'm every day I'm just going to seek and pursue with passion the will of God for my life. And the, you know what you find out you find out that there's times that you do things and, and you you make choices that take you out of the will of God. Okay, then I'll correct that and keep going. Come on, you you got to have an unbreakable will, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make God's will my will. You got to make a decision. You now people without strong will struggle. In the decision-making process. And, and you know, I, I mean, come on. You, you, you roll into Taco Bell and they got 72 menu items and you can't figure out which one to get. It doesn't even matter. It's all the same stuff. You know, cheese or no cheese? Mm. Well, if you don't like what you get this time, next time get something different. But this time just make a stinking choice. You know, rolling into a drive through coming through Kansas with these two in the car. And what are we going to get? And we change everything. Well, I want this, but I don't want that and that. And I'm supposed to tell that speaker what they just said. And you know, and, and they're not going to know. You know, I, I kind of like to, you know, what do you want? And then send them to the restroom. And then I'll go order and i just get whatever I think they ought to get. And they can pull everything off. It saves a lot of time. Let's just make a decision. It's good to have you home, Steve. Amen. Yeah, you know, I guess you kind of got to put yourself. You got to, you got to get comfortable with this today. but you're going to make a decision. Okay, I'm going to make a decision, and, and I'm going to begin to strengthen my will. I'm going to decide God's will, my life. Take it 12 hours at a time. Because I know that I know what the enemy's telling you. Well, you can't do that. You tried that. You didn't make it three months. Well, watch me make it 12 hours. Because at the end of this 12 hours, I'll just do another 12. It won't be long till I've developed a lifestyle of pursuing the will of God because I'm making a decision. God's will. I'm going to get aggressive and it's going to happen. Look at this. Deuteronomy 30:19 from the new living. Today, I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessing and cursing. Now, I'm going to call heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. I hope you choose life so that you and your descendants can live. Today, I've given you the choice. See, a lot of us think that life and death is dependent upon the circumstances in which we encounter. No, it's dependent upon the choices you make during the situation. Whether you're blessed or cursed, that's a choice you make. He said, I'm calling heaven and earth today to witness the choice you make. Be careful how you built, because you're going to make some choices, and heaven and earth... Are going to witness the choice. What does that mean? That heaven's going to respond to your choice, and so's the earth. Come on now, man. Get this: that if the enemy, if the enemy can cause you to have a weak will, you'll start accepting anything and acting like you're just a victim. Well, I guess that's just the way it's always been, and we can't do nothing to change that. That's a weak will. God has not given you a weak will. He has not given you fear, right? But power, love, and a sound, disciplined mind. What is that? A strong will. And one of the greatest gifts God's given you is is the power to choose. And you've got to have a strong choice. I'm going to make some life choices. I'm choosing life. I'm choosing to be blessed, not cursed. Well... Can you see what's happening? Who cares? It doesn't make any difference what's happening. If I'm going to live blessed at the end, I'm going to be blessed. What does it mean to be blessed? It means to be positioned to win or succeed regardless of the circumstance. So the circumstance isn't the issue. My position is. Right? It rains on the just and the unjust alike. Trouble's coming to everybody's house. But at the end of the story, I'm going to be blessed, not cursed. Why? Because I chose to live blessed, and heaven and earth are witnesses of the choice I'm making. I'm going to have a strong will, and I'm not going to back down. Make some life choices. Look at this, Joshua 24, verse 15. If you decide that it's a bad thing to serve and worship God, then choose a God you'd rather serve and do it today. I love that. Come on, today's the day you've got to make a choice. You think it's bad to serve God? Then pick one. You know, you want to serve the God of your fathers? Do that. You want to serve the God that these people out here where you're now, do that. But as for me and my house, we're serving God. And he, he made a decisive dedication and a choice, and that's what you've got to do. If You study this dude's life, you're going to find out, man, this guy's blessed. Why? Because he made choices. And, you know, the word decision comes from the same root word that we get the word incision. And decision means to cut away. So when you're in, you know, a restaurant and you got all those menu items, when you make a decision, it's not that you selected one. It's that you cut away everything else. And I think that's what we're afraid of. Well, look at everything I'm going to miss out on. No, look at the one thing that's going to produce in your life. Right? You got to cut some stuff out of your life. Make a stinking choice. I'm serving God. You're going to have all kinds of opportunities to do stupid stuff. Well, look at all the fun we're going to miss out on. Have you seen what the fun produces? Okay, when you get out of jail next time, we'll sit down and visit about how much fun you had. Come on, serve God. You know, a lot of us, a lot of us could have a totally different, uh, totally different life. I mean, instantaneously, if we just decided, I'm going to live with smart people. Come on now, no more losers. Clinging on my life. But I'm helping them. You ain't helping until you make a choice. How are you helping them? You're living just as stupid as they are. Now I know I'm preaching to somebody. I can feel it. You, you, you lock into relationships. You've confused yourself and deceived yourself into thinking that you're being, you're, well, without me, they, they wouldn't have anybody. They ain't got anybody now. Well, they don't because, you know, the only hope that they have is that you will produce some hope and you ain't got no hope because you decided to move away from hope to hang out with hopeless. If you would just be strong and have a strong will right where you're at, they'd be drawn to you and finally they'd have hope. Well, come on, it's just a few of us getting together to do some stuff. I don't do that. You're going to hang with me? You're coming over here. Remember when Nehemiah was building the wall and they came to him and they said, come down, let's just talk this thing over. Finally, he said, I will not come down to you because the work that's occurring is too great. What God's doing in your life, be careful how you build. What God's doing in you is too important to come down to their level. If they're going to be with you, bring them up to where you're at. Make a choice. Have a strong will. Have a strong will. Will. Check this out. Isaiah 119. If you are willing, if you've got a will, you're going to eat the good of the land. But you're going to have to have a strong will. Why? Because the enemy's going to try to talk you out of it. He's going to try to break your will. He's going to make it look like stuff ain't going right. It's not moving the way it should be. You don't have the momentum that you used to have. You, don't have, you know, how often do we deal with this? Every day. Come on, every day, you know, in my world, you know, and the call of my life and, and, and our leadership team, and we're praying and believing God for, you know, growth and, and, and increase in the kingdom and building the house. And, and then we have holiday weekends. Well, I guess it isn't working. Oh, shut the devil up. You know, what are we going to do? We're just going to press in and demand the will of God in our life. If you're willing, you're going to eat the good of the land. Look at Daniel 3, 16 through 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, oh, king, it's not necessary for us to answer you on this point. If our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, he will deliver us out of your hand. But if not, let it be known, we will not serve your God. They had a strong will. What happened? They went into the fiery furnace. That sucks. No. Because of the fourth man. That's where they met him. They walked through the fire. And the flame didn't kindle upon them. You're more impressed with the fire than you are with God. When the enemy's heating up the fire, what's he doing? He's checking out your will. But what if this kills you? Then I'll be with Jesus. But I will not serve your God. Well, you know, if you do it God's way, you're not going to have any money, you know, because that guy's going to come up there and he's going to tell you that you should be giving 10%. You can't afford to give 10%. You can't give 10%. You can't even pay your bills right now. I will not serve other gods. Just checking. You still here? No, we're leaving. <laughs> well, just before you go, let me tell you something. It's dependent upon your will. Here's the deal. Is we already know the will of God. We already know the will of God. will of God to prosper you. I know what you're thinking. Please don't talk about tithing. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm just going to step up here and do it. Well, we can't afford it. No. It's, it's about your will. Third, uh, John, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. God wants to prosper you. You actually think you're going to get God life results, but not do it God's way. That's just another key that opens a gate. You just want our money. I could care less about your money. I, I tell you what, individually, your money ain't going to do much for me. I don't work on commission. by the way, it ain't your money. It's God's money. Well, yeah, but we're, we're free from law. Okay, let's talk about grace. Because under grace, you don't give 10%. You give it all. How come everybody that don't want to tithe, when they talk about grace, they, they want to give less? When God's called us to a life that's more than. Just a thought. I've got to hurry. I'm not finished, but I'm almost done. Luke 10, verse 40. Martha was distracted with much serving. She approached Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care that I'm doing all the work? Make somebody help me. Ever had that attitude? Nah. Okay. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. Look at verse 42. But one thing is needed. And Mary made that choice. She had a will. And she made a choice. Look, look back at verse uh, forty-one, Martha, Martha, you're worried, troubled about many things. Can I just submit this thought to you? That the lack of will shows up in many areas, not just one. Your broken will will begin to manifest in a lot of areas, not one. This is what the enemy's trying to do. See, it's it, it's. It's vital that you understand that when you make the vital decision, you cut out a lot of the distractions. This one thing I do, I press forward and forget what's behind. This Bible. I'll make a choice. See I'm living one thing. We're going after one thing. That one thing. you know David said, "One thing have I desired." To live in your presence. Anything that takes me out of your presence, I've already cut that out of my life. And anytime I find myself trying to drag it back into the picture, I will smart up and I let go. One thing. Martha, you're worried about many things. Look at John 15, 7. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. Ask whatever you will. Ask whatever you will. You realize in the original Greek, in the, in the original content, this this statement is so strong that God said that if you are living, my word, my words living in you. If you ask and it don't exist, I'll create it for you. Dude, that's crazy. God said, you know what? He, you know we need a buyer for our house. Well, if he doesn't exist, I'll create him. Why? Because you're living in me, and my words living in you. You're pursuing my will, and now my will is going to produce in your life. What's happening in heaven is what's going to happen in you. You're going to bring heaven to earth today. Why? Because you are dedicated to the will of God. Remember, I will bless the Lord at all times. What's it take? A strong will. I will bless. Pray in the Spirit. I will pray with the understanding. I will sing in the Spirit. I will sing with the understanding. I will, I will, I will. It's going to take a strong will. So it's going to take a strong will. You're going to go to God like always on Him, but you're going to live like it's all up to you. And together, because you're a co worker with God, you're going to build the life that God's will provides for you. But if you don't have a strong will, the enemy's going to break it. And he's going to have you standing outside of a gate looking through a peephole at what you could have had. And you'll stand on the wrong side of the river looking over there at the promised land. Why ain't we over there? Because you didn't have a will. You let stuff talk you out of it. You decided that the water's too deep. And when, and, 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 and when it got shallow, it was too cold. And when it looked just right, the wind was too strong. And when the wind died down, well, the fog rolled in. And there's always something, isn't there? Isn't there always something trying to prevent us from getting our hand on what God's called us to possess? Get it a will. And say, no, as for me and my house, we're doing this thing God's way. If God be for me, who cares who's against me? Going after the will of God, Amen strengthen your will. Let me pray for you. Bow your head.